morning radio? Like, how am I going to learn from, you know, the, the Bob and Tom guys telling dick jokes on, the, on, <laughs> on a podcast? Like, I'm not going to learn anything from that. And they're like, no, 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 there's so much more yeah. to it now. And I was like, whoa, you know, mind blown. Um, and, and the rest, as they say, has is, is been history. Podcast Junkies, episode 32. And look at us. We're on schedule again. This week, we talked to my friend, Denny Cray. Denny is running things over at the Diz Runs podcast. And yes, I could not uh, avoid making a running pun. You'll probably hear a couple more in the course of the interview. Denny and I have been friends for a little bit now. We met through an online um, mastermind that we're part of. And then we got to meet IRL in real life, as the kids say, at Podcast Movement last year. And uh, we got to hang out and he proceeded to put all of us to shame by getting up at the crack of dawn and running like six or seven miles while the rest of us were nursing our hangovers. So he takes that same level of dedication um, onto his website, his blog, his social media approach, and his podcast. He interviews folks who identify themselves as runners. He does a fantastic job, and I think um, he's even impressed himself with the the reach of the podcast and his ability to consistently get um, entertaining and interesting guests on the show. And he's got some pretty big goals for this year as well. So I think he's going to make it. Um, he's just got a, a level of dedication that I really admire. And it's funny to see his growth also in the time that I've known him because he's really upped his game when it comes to some of the online um, videos that he puts out. He's, he's got a whole strategy for blog posts and he's just really been attacking social media. So I'm really happy to see uh, what he's going to do this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun interview. And as you know, I like having interviews with uh, friends of mine and Denny Cray definitely falls into that category. This episode is brought to you by ProdConf. It's a one-day productivity intensive, which is going to be held in downtown Los Angeles on May 9th. For more information, go to downtownproductivity.com. So ProdConf is a passion project of mine, and rather than record a standard um, audio of the promo every week, because it's going to be the sponsor for the show, uh, I thought I'd do something a bit different and just talk extemporaneously about why I think it's a fantastic conference. I actually thought for a minute about whether I wanted to say that word and actually got it out okay, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Anyway, um, this conference is going to be really fun and really productive, not to beat a dead horse with that word, but I'm a student of productivity myself, and I'm really motivated when I'm around productive people when I'm around people who operate at a different level than I do. There's the Jim Rome saying about surrounding yourself with um, the five people that you want to most be like or something to that effect. I'm sure I just totally uh, destroyed that quote. But I've really taken that to heart. I touched upon it last week, and I think there's something to be said when you're around people that operate at a different level. And it just really elevates your own game. And that's the thought that I had when I started having conversations with folks that I I wanted to have in the room, that I wanted to have speak at the conference, people that inspire me and who I see um, through their businesses and through their online activity um, and just folks that I've actually met in person that I'm really, um, really, really a fan of. And that's all come together. I'm super excited. I can't wait um, for the event. I've got a lot of things in motion. It's the first time I'm taking on a project this big, and I think it's, it's important that you take on big goals, even stretch goals, and for me, this is definitely one of those, and I'm excited to be bringing it to you. It's May 9th, it's downtown Los Angeles, so if you're in the area, you can definitely make it for the day. If you're not, make a weekend out of it. There's always stuff to do in sunny Los Angeles, so downtownproductivity.com for more details. Hope to see you there, and now sit back. And kick off your running shoes and listen to me and Denny Cray. So, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. It's uh, you know, New Year, uh, starting fresh. Uh, 
you know, just uh, keep it, keep going one day at a time. But it's, it's been good. It's been good. Where were you a year ago today? Oh man, I, uh, a year ago today, I might've been just hearing about the resurgence of podcasts. Um, definitely not doing one, definitely not listening to any, um, just kind of sort of starting to, to sniff, sniff around the, the podcast territory a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> and then fast forward a year and apparently I'm a, I'm officially a podcast junkie now. So that's, uh, <laughs> what a difference a year makes. It's crazy, right? I mean, I was the same way. I mean, January of last year, I had a mobile app and I went over to NMX and I was like, oh, let me see if I can start a podcast. And you really like underestimate how much you can get done in a year. I think the what I like, uh, what I've heard someone say is we overestimate what we can get done in a day and we underestimate what we can get done in a year. Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that. Um, you know, I always have lists of things for to do for today and it's like gosh you almost feel like you never get any of it done but then when you look back with that big picture and you kind of connect the dots looking back you're like wow like a, a year really did get a lot done but man yeah always overestimate for the day or, or you know how long it takes like oh i can do that i can knock this out in an hour and like three hours later you're still you know <laughs> editing that podcast or whatever it is you whatever it is you're working on it's like gosh I, how did the day get away from me i've been working on this stupid thing all day did you have the uh so so Diz runs is the site did you did you have the site mm-hmm. a year ago and you were just thinking about other ways to market yeah, I, I started that site probably uh, just about two years ago now, but it was started out just strictly as just a, a running blog, just um, just you know just the written written thing, nothing fancy. Um, I guess I kind of had that that mentality of like I'm going to start this blog and I'm going to have millions of people come to visit it and I'm going to make millions of dollars and be like this the next fancy you know run blogger. And then you're like, wait a minute, no, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, so I was just I was just working on that and um, you know just kind of writing and keeping track of, of, you know, just kind of what I'm doing running wise and, um, just odds and ends, little things. And, and, um, eventually when I started podcasting, like just about a year ago, it was with a different, different podcast on a different, different website, my, my personal training stuff. And, um, I started thinking about how I could add that to the running side of things. Cause I, I really liked podcasting and, um, running's more of my passion, I guess. Like, like, that's what I do for fun. That's what I love doing. I love talking about it. Um, you know, it's always been, well, maybe not always, but the last five years it's been like, that's my thing is if I can go running, like everything else is good in the world. If I can get a run in every couple of days, like everything else is okay. Um, so, so once I kind of got exposed to podcasting, I was like, oh man, like how cool would it be to talk to, talk to runners? And then it took a little while to kind of get yeah. that underneath me a little bit, get my feet underneath me and, and kind of get an idea and try to figure out a way to be different from everybody else that's doing, you know, there's so many, so many shows out there that are, uh, especially in the running world. I mean, it's just like every other niche, like everybody's talking to the same people and how can I make it a little bit different? How can I, how can I do something that's a little bit different than, than, you know, when I'm talking to the same people, how can I be different? And so it just took a little while to get going, but then, um, yeah, once I, once I kind of got a few ideas going and started really thinking about it, it kind of took off on its own a little bit. Who was, uh, who were you listening to back then? So when I, when I first started, I think probably most of the, uh, the typical cast of characters um, got in with or got in listening to um, you know John Lee Dumas, of course. Like everybody, everybody that starts podcasting starts listening out, starts off listening to him a little bit, and uh, some Pat Flynn. Um, I, I pretty much, I guess, you know, got into a couple of different Facebook groups and just started following, started listening to people's shows that were in those in those groups, basically. Um, you know, if they were people that were starting new shows or things like that, like, Hey, I'll listen to your show. You listen to my show and, um, kind of got, got started that way. And then, you know, pretty soon you've got 50 podcasts on your, on your player and, uh, <laughs> there's no way you can keep up with them and you kind of got to start weeding them out and picking out the ones that, that you like more or the ones yeah. that are, are more interesting to you for whatever reason. Um, you know, and start, start whittling them down that way. And then of course, then you're listening to shows and you hear other podcasters on shows. And you're like, Oh, that guy might be cool to listen to. And, you know, pretty soon you, you, kind of have to whittle it down and be a little more selective but yeah i just started out being just anybody that anybody that i knew from uh you know the facebook groups that had a show man that's who i was listening to what about the uh on the running side like because uh, you must have been at least following some blogs if not listening to some shows of people that were doing something that at the time you were probably either reading or just keeping tabs on a little bit it was it was probably mostly just keeping up with people on twitter like i i've uh, i don't want to say that i've always been a huge twitter guy but but um, definitely in the last year and a half or so, like I've really gotten into Twitter and just, just following people on, on Twitter. Um, not even so much of following their blogs, um, or, or listening to, to different podcasts. Although, um, since getting into podcasts, I started listening to some, but, um, 
it was just it was just more of of keeping up with who's doing what on Twitter and and in running magazines and things like that. Um, since I do kind of follow it, but it wasn't so much of the the everyday runners. I wasn't paying as much attention to through the blogs and stuff. It was more the news and the you know the the stars, the pros, things like that. Um, but then when I got into doing the show, it wasn't so much about like I feel like you know a lot of people when they're doing a show, it's just like yeah, I want to talk to the most famous people all the time. And like yeah, cool. It's it's cool to have them on once in a while. Um, but it's also really cool to talk to people that, you know, I had a guy on, um, a, a week or so ago that, that literally lost like half of his body weight. Like he was like 330 pounds. He started running. He's like down to like 160, 170 right now. Um, wow. you know, and so like that kind of story is, I think a lot more inspiring. It definitely connects with people a lot more than just like, you know, this person that's always been the fastest and has run their whole life and, you know, just genetically gifted and, and they're just, you know, they work hard, but I mean, you know, you got the right genes like that, that sets you up to work hard and have huge success. So like those people are fun to talk to, but man, the, the, the people that I just have those, those motivational stories are, are really cool to talk to too. So you, uh, when you started, I mean, like everyone else, I'm, I'm assuming it was, uh, you were trying to figure out who exactly you were going to reach out to, to have on your show. I mean, oh yeah, I was going to reach out to just, you know, the, the biggest and the fanciest, the, the, all the pros I was going to have, you know, just the, you know, the, <laughs> the Meb Kafleskis and the, the Shalane Flanagan's and just all the, you know, the, the people that uh, you see at the Olympics and the people that, uh, you know, running, running professionally and, and, um, you know, and, and, and I've reached out to some of them and some of them have been on the show and some of them haven't, of course, even responded. But, um, then you start to realize that there's a lot of other people out there too. And there's a lot of other cool stories and, and, and different, different ways to, to connect and different ways to, um, you know, somebody that, that may quote unquote, not be anything special, but they, they've, they've got their own unique angle and their own unique, uh, way of, of doing things, reasons they, they run things like that. And so, um, after you realize that you're not going to get nothing but A-listers all the time, especially when you've got six people that listen to your show, um, you know, you, I don't want to say you settle, but you start to, to realize that other people have a lot of value to bring to. And, and a lot of things, a lot of, of, you know, I mean, the running community is pretty um, close knit community, I think anyway, um, at least through social media and stuff, there's a lot of Twitter chats and things like that, that people are always on. And so it was really easy to get to, to know some people and, and be like, Hey, come on my show. And they're like, really? Like, I don't have anything special to offer. And by the end of the episode, like people, you know, people listen to it like, man, that was really cool. Like this person's story here and here. And, and so it's, it's been, it's been really neat to, to see the evolution of what I thought it was going to be to what it actually is. Um, which I'm sure most people kind of, when they start their shows kind of do that evolution process too. Yeah, I know. Like it seems to be an overriding, uh, theme when I talk to other podcasters, about how what they thought it was going to be is not like what they what it actually actually turns out to be, and you find you have some of the best conversations with some of the unlikeliest people, and like you said, they're just more they're more eager to tell their story, and that comes through in the interview. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I can't remember who said it, um, but I heard it somewhere where it's you know the people that are on the podcast all the time and they're always telling their story and they're always it's almost like they get an autopilot and they just. They just, you know, here's my background and here, you know, I started this business or I ran this race or whatever. And they're just telling the same story every time. And those people that haven't been on it before, like they're excited and they're ready to tell something different. And, and, um, it's just, it's just such a, so, so fresh to, to have that conversation that it's, um, a lot more exciting for me, at least when I'm, when I'm talking with them than people that you can just tell, like really aren't paying attention. They're just, I don't want to say going through the motions, but they're basically going through the motions. <laughs> yeah, you can tell because they've been on so many different shows and typically they, they must get asked the same questions over and over. And I just wonder if they get tired of like telling the same story. I would imagine, you know, I, I, I like to, I, I try not to do too much listening to other shows that people might have been on because I don't want to do the same thing that everybody else has done. But at the same time, you kind of have to do a little, enough research to know that this is probably what everybody's talked to this person about, yeah. if it's somebody that's that's kind of a big name, so that you don't keep bringing up the same things. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, like even even when they're passionate about, yeah, 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 and telling the story, and it's like, man, you've told that story a bunch of times, <laughs> you can just tell, it just it just flows, it just, it's the narrative just goes, they don't want you to interrupt them, nothing, like, just let me, let me tell the story, because I know, I know the story pretty well. Yeah, because the, um, those are the people that realize, like, they're, um it's a gift for them to be able to tell the story. And if it's one of those stories of recovery where they had like a huge downturn in their life and they recovered, you know, whether it's from like something like a serious as cancer or they were just really sick or like the guy that lost half his body weight. Um, I, I imagine it'll be a long time before they get tired of telling that story. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and 
you know, I, when when that guy came on, I had actually had asked people on Twitter, like, you know, who everyone small asked, you know, who who would be good? Who do you think I should have on the show? Who should I ask? And he was like, you know, somebody that's that's really changed their life. Like, it would be a, a good person to have on. Like, you know, and he kind of even said, like, this is my story. So somebody like this, and I I immediately turned the tables on him. I was like, well, how about if you come on and talk about your story? And he was like oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And, and we had, a, like I said, we had a great chat and it was really, it was really cool. And, um, I mean, it's, it's been a fairly recent episode, but I probably got as much or more feedback from other people about that episode. Um, just because I think it is something that, that a lot of, maybe people aren't going to lose half their body weight, but people, you know, if, if they're trying to get in shape and they might want to start running and they're not sure, like, here's a great example of somebody who, who really didn't change his lifestyle that much other than he just got active. He just started, you know, he found, he liked to run, so he started running. Or, I mean, he found that he liked to run. He didn't like running when he first started, but, uh, you know, he figured it out. And, and man, what a, you know, I don't know how many years he's added back onto his life, but, you know, you, you drop 160 pounds, like you're, 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 you're giving your, you're buying some more time in the, on this, on this earth for sure. So, um, man, this, that, that shit is really motivational. And I think it, uh, it really makes you f- real, makes you really feel good about being, in a position where you can uh, allow people to tell those kind of stories because if it wasn't, you know, you, you, not to be too extreme, but if it wasn't for your show, like some of these voices might not even be heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that, that maybe don't think about it like that all the time, but when you, when you do, when you kind of step back and go, you know, I mean, it was, it was his, you know, he, he didn't even know how to set up Skype, you know, like, like we, <laughs> You, you, when you do podcasting, you talk to podcasters or other people that have at least been on shows a bunch of times. They're like, "Oh yeah, Skype, no big deal." Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, "Well, I don't know. Like, can I set it up on my phone? How do I?" You know? So he, I'm assuming that probably outside of maybe his local, you know, local community, local running groups or things like that, that that probably it's not a story that that his unique story hasn't been told very often. So it's it's really cool to be able to to share that and and you know if it inspires one person, which I think at this point it already has inspired at least one person, then it's it's very well very well worth it for both of us. So it was it was. Really really cool how has your uh, interview style changed because i mean for me personally i I, I say it a couple of times but i was just very rigid q a in the beginning and then i just realized man that's not me that's not how i talk to my friends and you know i want to be the same person on the mic that i am when i'm not on the mic when i'm having a conversation or or i'm listening to other people have conversations where i'm just like literally like fixated and just i could listen to them talk for like two three hours and and it feels normal um, have you had that same thing happen to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I started my first show, it was, it was probably 99% just a solo show. I think I maybe had one interview out of about 50 episodes. So it was, it was, it was shorter episodes, obviously, cause you can't, it's hard to keep people's attention for much longer than 15 or 20 minutes when you're talking by yourself. But, um, you know, so it was, it was doing this show, doing the running show was, um, a different beast because it was going to be an interview show. It was going to be talking with people. And, um, when I was kind of having that, the brainstorm and, and building up the idea for it, it was, you know, I don't want to do the same rigid questions for, for every episode. I want to, I want it to be very conversational and, um, you know, some different shows, uh, your, your show was, was one that kind of inspired that Chris Theron's show helped inspire that too. Um, and just, I just shows that I found that I really liked these because they were different, you yeah. know, and, and it, it was okay to go down a rabbit hole. And if somebody said something like, we'll, we'll chase after it and we'll yeah. see where it goes. And if, if it doesn't go anywhere, well, no big deal. We'll come back. And if it goes somewhere and we completely derail for the entire rest of the episode, like, eh, so well, that's it. okay too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that was the goal. That said, <laughs> when those first, those first few episodes, um, you know, I would still have like 10 or 12 questions written out and, uh, like, you know, just in case I need them. And then, you know, since they were written out, I was like, well, God, I got to use them. <laughs> I can't, I can't let them go to waste. So, um, even though I was, I was telling myself that I was going to be very conversational and very just loosey goosey and let it go with the flow. Um, they'd answer a question and be like, all right, well, so then moving on to this, to this next topic. And it was, I mean, it was just, ugh, it was, it was bad. So, um, and now I, I think now I'm at the point where, um, I'll maybe write like three bullet points or four bullet points and each bullet point will have like four words at the most, um, yeah. you know, to just kind of remind me what, what, what direction I might be thinking about there. Um, and half the time I don't even use, but maybe, maybe the first bullet point just to get the conversation started. And then it's just, um, you know, let people talk and, let, and, and, and interject and, and add to the conversation. But like you said, like, you know, that's how you talk with friends. And that's, that's what I want my show to be is just very, very relaxed and very go with the flow. And, um, 
more often than not, I feel like those are the, the ones that are much more fun to listen to because I've had people say like, oh, I was going to ask that. I, I was wondering what, it, and you followed up exactly with the, the question that I would have, I would have, you know, wanted to, to offer as well. So, um, I guess that makes me feel good that maybe I'm doing it the right way. Um, but, but definitely that, that the style has changed dramatically. Um, and probably in the first 15 or 20 episodes where you really get comfortable with not feeling like you need to, to over-prepare, like, know a little bit and kind of have an idea but then just just go and uh it's it's definitely you know i'm I'm almost scared to go back and listen (laughs) to some of my first episodes and and be like man i was so bad at the (laughs) at the start but then you realize everybody was probably pretty bad at the start too so it's not that when you think about it i mean you picked running i picked uh podcasters like it's i always give the example of being john malkovich because like i i think like what i do is like super meta like um i get into a podcaster's head but i'm a podcaster it's really weird but the thing is i i like talking about podcasting so like i think it's um it makes sense because i always feel like i'll find something uh, interesting to ask or just to uh, or, or, or a nice direction to take the the conversation into because it's it's just born out of natural curiosity and since you know with you and with running and you've been running you know for the majority of your life i think it just comes natural to when you're talking to another runner to find stuff to talk about yeah no that's that's exactly the idea of it is just um I feel like like those those early times, those early few episodes when I really was much more scripted than I wanted to be. Um, I wasn't following the natural progression. I wasn't I wasn't just allowing things to develop and and um, yeah. But but obviously by being interested in the subject, it's much more easy to allow things to to develop. And there's a lot of common ground that that blurs across all the different running lines. Whether you're you know, the, the Olympians that I've had on the show or whether you're the, the people that have just started running in the last, you know, few months and, and, um, you know, there's still plenty of, of ways to, to relate to each other. Um, and, and just allow that to happen has been, um, has been fun and it's, it's, you know, there's challenges sometimes, but it's been, it's been easier, I guess, because it's something that I'm interested in to, to allow those conversations to happen like that. Do friends or family notice anything different about you since you started the podcast? That's a good question. I don't know. You have to ask. You'd have to ask them, I guess. Um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm a bit biased because you know we're 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 in a mastermind together, and you know we we've hung out in podcast movement. But even in the short time I've known you, like you know, I know you do some webinar videos, um, and you've started delving into that a bit more. But I've I've noticed like the, your personality is like coming out more, um, more recently. And I don't know if it's a result of the podcast or just being around people that where you see, you know, maybe you're motivated by what other people are doing and that kind of pushes you to take your, your stuff to another level. I think it's, I, I, I think, thank you. I think, I think, I think that's a compliment maybe, um, but, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, uh, it's, it's probably a combination of that, of, of being around other people that are doing the same things. And it's like, you know, maybe, maybe it's somebody that, that we started a show at the same type of time frame, and, and I feel like they're really killing it. And like, maybe I haven't gotten to that level yet. So what, well, maybe I need to emulate that person a little bit and, and try to learn, you know, from some of the things that they're doing and improve that way, or, um, you know, just seeing people grow in other ways and, and trying to keep up, um, being confident, being more confident about just, you know, what, I, what I'm doing. I think that that makes it easier to, um, allow more personality to come through. Cause I'm not thinking all the time. I'm not thinking about what the next question is going to, going to be, or I'm not, thinking about how I might look on, on the, the YouTube videos or on the webinars or how I might sound on the microphone. Cause I think, you know, that's another thing that everybody struggles with at first. It's like, Oh my gosh, I sound ridiculous. Like, yeah, well, we all sound ridiculous. So whatever, you know, just be yourself and go. Um, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And, and maybe this, I, I don't know if other people do this, but I, I kind of feel like, um, I don't know if, if, if the, my online personality, if you will, is different than my, my real, real world personality. Um, but I don't know if maybe, if maybe it's, it's, uh, it, I don't know if people are noticing a big difference or if it's just more of, I'm coming out of my shell more online and I've just, you know, I'm just who I am in person. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to, to, uh, it's an interesting question. It's something that uh, maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should ask some people around me if like, if, if I've changed a lot in the last six or eight months since I've been doing the, the podcasting as much. <laughs> so I was going to be like, damn, yeah, Danny, I meant to tell you, you're, you used to be a nice guy. Now you're an asshole. What, what's <laughs> up with that? Ever since you've been like this podcast guru, man. You yeah, think, I'm kind uh, of a big deal now. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that, um, on a, uh, a couple times that you, 
specifically the feedback or a comment that you've gotten. Um, and I, I, I think that it's like every, every podcaster like loves to hear like even the smallest sort of feedback, whether it's a Twitter comment or an email or someone even like in, at the live conference saying that they listen to your show, it just kind of still blows me away. Um, and I don't know if it has the same effect for you, but how, like, just interested in your thoughts on, you know, when you first started getting the feedback, what you thought and, you know, how, how important that is as your show grows. Oh, I mean, it's, it's vital. You know, it's every, you hear different, different people talk about the lifeblood of the podcast, whether it's the ratings and reviews on iTunes or whether it's the, the people that subscribe and, and, um, you know, the number of downloads or, or however people want to kind of measure their influence or measure, you know, whether their, their show is being, being taken seriously and growing and whatnot. And, and for me, it's, it's all comes down to the interactions, um, you know, like, sure, would I, would I love to have a, a million downloads an episode? Well, God, yeah, you know, who, who wouldn't, you know, like, like, obviously there's a little part of me that, that wants to, to have the, the biggest and the baddest and the best show and, and be able to use that for whatever it's worth to get bigger guests or to get other guests or just to make sure you always have guests that, that are willing to come on your show or monetize or whatever. Um, but just hearing back from people, I mean, you know, like if, 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 if only 10 people are listening to your show, but but five of them are willing to, to give you feedback and give you comments and shoot you an email here or there or, or interact with you on Twitter and be like, hey, I really loved when you, you know, the, this this interview was great. I, I learned this thing about so-and-so and wow, what a, what a cool, like, man, that's, you know, like not saying that I hope that I only have 10, 10 people that are subscribed to the show, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have a lower number of, of listeners, but a higher number of people that are engaging if that makes sense because it's it's it definitely is that's the thing that that really keeps me going and keeps me um you know emailing people every day like hey you know i, I have a podcast i'd love to have you on it can i send you some more information um and you know even when you don't hear back from them and like following up the next week and and just staying on top of it and and, and you know it's hearing that people are actually listening to it by having them tell you and not just saying that maybe they click the link and and listened to five minutes of it and didn't even make it through your introduction. And then they're, they moved on. Like if you know, they listened, then it's worth all the effort. Are you getting a lot of uh, referrals? Like people that were on the show and uh, you know, they, they said, Oh, here's someone you could talk to and just building the, uh, the listener, the, uh, the guests like that. Definitely. That's been some of it. Um, and that's definitely something that, uh, I need to do a better job of always asking those questions. Um, it's like, I'll think about it a, a few times and then a, a few times I won't. And then it's like, I almost feel bad like going back to somebody three weeks after their show aired and be like, oh, hey, by the way, like, do you know anybody that, that you think might be interested in the show that you could maybe be willing to introduce me to yeah. or at least, you know, refer me to and, and don't mind that I mention your name? Um, so when I remember to do that, I usually get at least one person from most guests, which is which is great. Um, it's just a matter of <laughs> I need to I need to systematize. And I know obviously that's a big thing for you. <laughs> but, um, you know, some of my, my automated emails that, that go out for reminders and things like that and, and just be like, hey, if you know of anybody that might be interested, like I'd love to to get that recommendation as well. So um, something that, that I need to improve on for sure. But but yeah, when, when that when I remember, like I said, when I remember to do that, man, like I usually get some of my some great guests. I've always had great guests that way um, that, that have people have been just referred to me. So I'm always a big fan of putting stuff out into the universe because you got to put the intention out there and and then sort of like the universe takes care of like how it's going to happen. So you don't have to worry about that. So what, what mm-hmm. are your, uh, you know, top three nice, like bucket list guests, I guess. I don't know what you would call them, but, uh, who, who are, who are folks, mm. you know, big, big audacious goals for 2015? Like who, who would you love to have a conversation with? Um, well, I definitely know one. I, I I don't know who my my others would be. I'll I'll, I'll come up with something though before before I, I finish yeah. answering this question. Um, you know the the only requirements really of being on my show is that you run. So it, you don't have to be a certain level. You don't have to be a, a super serious runner. You don't have to be um, a pro or anything like that. You just have to be a, a regular. You have to self-identify as a runner because some people are like, well, you know, I run once okay. in a while, but you know, I wouldn't call myself a runner. Well, okay, then then you're not cut out for my show but as long as you self then you're not on the, sh- the, 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 the no diz runs yeah, for you exactly exactly <laughs> diz runs is not running with you exactly so um so my my number one guest and I've, I've never reached out to him yet and it's always been he's always been the one that is like you know my my one like oh, oh if i can get this one this one guy um is uh is peter sagel from 
uh, NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. He's the host of the, the NPR show. Um, okay. You know, he, he's written a column for Runner's World off and on for a few years. And, and um, he, he's, I mean, he's a better runner than I am as far as his marathon times are faster than mine. But um, I just think he's, I, I think his job is, fan- like, like, what a job, you know, like you, you, <laughs> you host an NPR show, like that's, that's a, a fun show. It's kind of a new, you know, I mean, everybody knows Wait, Wait. And like, I mean, oh, wow, what a, what a, what a cool job. And, and um, I would just love to, to, I wouldn't even really want to talk running with him that much. Just like cool things that he's yeah. seen through people that have been on on his show, and and you know, just all that kind of stuff. So, so he's like definitely the he's always been the the one on the pinnacle that, that I just haven't been brave enough to reach out to yet. Um, so I'll I'll, let you, I'll give you some time uh, to think about the other two. So we'll, we'll dive a little deeper on that. How did you find out that he was a runner? Because he's obviously known more for the podcast than for running. Yeah, I mean, well, the yeah, it's he's obviously well known for for doing their the NPR show, um, <clears throat> but uh, he's he's written a, a column in Runner's World for okay. a number of years and talking about you know just kind of his running as a, I don't know how you know mid forties or, or early fifties something like that and running marathons and um, you know so so I I've, I guess I might have even read about his read his columns in runner's world before i really started even listening to to his show very regularly on npr and then kind of put it all together that like oh he's he hosts the radio show and he's this is the same person type of deal um but this this is this is uh, by the way this is um i call this the podcaster's voice aka podcast confessions so if you want to admit right now that you were stalking him online for just years then that's okay i don't know about years (laughs) but at least for maybe a week or two here or there at some point um (laughs) You know, following him on Twitter, like like Twitter stalking him. Yeah, definitely Twitter stalking him. Looking for ways to to interact a little bit on Twitter, just to not just to get my name on, on his radar a little bit for sure. You're like, oh my god, do you like Oreo cookies? I like Oreo cookies. <laughs> what a coincidence! We both like Oreos. <laughs> you never know, like the most random thing that like you mention to someone. I've I've had. I've made comments on Twitter sometimes and then someone, the, the person responds and then before you know it, it's like, uh, you know, you're having a conversation with them. One of the, yeah, uh, Elon and Guy Ferdman started with a Twitter conversation. Mm-hmm. Cynthia Hernandez, I was, I made a comment on her Pinterest page. You know, she's Pinterest, mm-hmm. uh, Pinterest woman. And then uh, I think I, I actually made the ask on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's like if you have people, you know, go where you're, Go where your ideal guest is, mm-hmm. where they hang out, um, and just be that fly on the wall. And then if, if you find something that you can relate to, I think by all means, jump into that conversation because you just never know. Because I think we, we put them on this pedestal, you know, these ultimate guests, if you will. And they're just regular people like you and yeah. I. And you'd be surprised. I mean, you just ask and they're like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. no problem. Well, I mean, you know, same thing. Like my, my original two were both Peters. It was Peter Sagal and Peter Shankman. And uh, I follow Peter Shankman on online, and you know follow his blog for for years. And and um, it was one of those random things where I was logging into Twitter, and he had just said something on like I mean you know two seconds before or whatever, and it was kind of some type of random question. I was like, like to, and part of the answer, and I was just like, hey Peter, like any chance I could have you on my podcast? Like I, you know, can I is somebody I can t- contact? And he was like, yeah, sure, email so and so, and and we'll set it up for you. And I was like, Phew. Fantastic. So it was, I mean, it was just like the perfect serendipitous, like timing was perfect. And, and, uh, you know, so he's, he's been on the show, so he's been crossed off of the, the top three people that yeah. I would still like to have on. Cause he's, he's right now the, the original, um, one, one and a and one B, um, I don't yeah. know who is really ahead of the other. Um, but they were both the, the two that I wanted and I've, I've had the one and I, I mean, literally like I asked him and he was like, yeah, just email, email whoever, whoever's assistant was and, and she'll set it up. And I mean, emailed and she emailed back and bam, we were scheduled within, uh, a, a few weeks, a few weeks later. It was, it was amazing. I think we're in an interesting time because, uh, I, I mean, obviously we know that podcasting has been around for forever and the folks like the Dave Jackson's, the, uh, Ray Ortega's, the, you know, Daniel J. Lewis's of the world, um, you know, he's like, oh, podcasting rebirth, man. It's it's like, yeah, this resurgence. And they're like, roll their eyes. They're like, dude, <laughs> we've been <laughs> we've been slogging it out since 2000, like almost shit, almost going on 10 years, if you really think about it. So but I think really now it's it, I mean, with serial, with um, startup, I mean, it, you literally hear people mentioning the word podcast that you just got to like do a double take. And you're like, what? You know about podcasts? Oh, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, serial. Yeah, well, it's it's so convenient now. I mean, you know, you talk about these guys that have been doing it for ten years. I I listened. I, I started listening to podcasts 
<clears throat> gosh, probably almost 10 years ago. Um, back when, when really, at least my impression was that it was, I was just listening to radio shows, like morning radio, yeah. morning drive time radio. And, and like, you know, you listen to 10 minutes in the car, but then you could download the whole podcast, listen to it later. And uh, I kind of thought that was all podcasting was. And it just got to be such a pain in the ass to, you know, plug your iPod into your computer every day and download the show and, and make sure to delete and have space and blah, 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 blah. And um, I finally just kind of got away from it really. And, and just kind of thought that that was all podcasting was until, like I said, just about a year ago, where it started like people were telling me like, yeah, you should, you should think about doing a podcast. You should at least, listen, you know, you're, you're a, a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur, like you're trying to build your business. Like, you know, you can, you can learn a lot from some of these podcasts. And I was like, wait, po- like morning radio, like how am I going to learn from, you know, the, the Bob and Tom guys telling dick jokes on the, on, on a podcast. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to learn anything from that. And they're like, no, 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 no. There's so much more to it now. And I was yeah. like, whoa, you know, mind blown. Um, and, and the rest, as they say, is, is been history. I'm so happy that, uh, you didn't, call your show like the runpreneur or runner <laughs> or runner on fire or something like that yeah there's there's a, there's enough preneurs and fires going on that uh i i i don't need to uh nothing against some of those people but i just you know to each their own but that's 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 not that's not uh not me you know like michael preneur or like uh, like michael o'neill says it's, it's too hard to spell preneur anyway so why do you even put that in your in your title anymore but uh um yeah it's just uh eh, you know to each their own. I'm not a business podcast, so I don't need to be yeah, on we, fire. Yeah. I don't need to be a preneur. So, and, and just for the record, we ain't hating. We're just, no, not at all. <laughs> we actually know a lot of those people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're for, some of them are actually friends of ours. So, um, yeah, because so um, we were hanging out. What's funny is that we were hanging on podcast movement, and I think I came down one morning. Um, I think I came down for breakfast or something like that, or the, or the sessions had started. And you're like, yeah, I just ran like, I think you said like seven miles or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's holding true to his uh, show. He really is, yeah, passionate about running. Yeah, that, that first be- morning I had, to, I had to go to bed, uh, uh, that first night I had to go to bed a little bit earlier than everybody else because it was, it was like midnight and I was like, God, I'm, I'm falling asleep. But I had to get up and go running in the morning and then the next morning it was raining so it was kind of a worthless day to go run. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... It, I knew I needed to do something because I was going to be sitting, sitting and, and talking the rest of the day. I need to have a little bit of that activity in the morning for sure. So is that more like, a, um, you know, cause I, I think that what I can equate it to is like when I, I do have the chance to do workouts in the morning and for a while I was on this big CrossFit, like 530 AM kick, but it sort of changes your whole day. Like endorphins kick mm-hmm. in and you just feel like you're already getting the day off to a good start. And I and imagine that's, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if, if I can get a run in in the morning, um, I just feel like, like I hit the ground running with everything else instead of, instead of, you know, putzing around on my email for an hour and checking Facebook and reading the newspaper and then going back and checking my email again and then checking my stats and then going back and checking my email again and now checking Facebook again. And pretty soon it's 10 o'clock in the freaking morning. I haven't done a damn thing yet. <laughs> um, yeah, like those mornings that I, that I just get up and get, you know, whether it's get a run or whether it's just take the dogs for a walk and, and, you know, just kind of start the day right away being productive. It really, um, manifests into, you know, productivity, it kind of breeds productivity. And, uh, I guess maybe, maybe in, or what's the negative of productivity, non-productivity and, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. um, not in, being inact- in, in, inactivity. Or yeah, yeah. You know, like kind of breeds inactivity. So it's like, you know, if, if you're putzing around, wasting your time and, and, you know, not getting on, on the task, it's easier to stay off, off topic. So, um, but yeah, there's just something well, it's, about it's getting like that. It put, getting it it. It. Yeah. Sorry. I was, I was going to say it's, it sort of puts you into that mindset of like having accomplished something. It's that mm-hmm. whole thing, like the Marines say, like they get more done before 6am than most people do all day or something like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just, you know, you get, you get your blood flowing and, and get your, you know, burn a little bit of that. I don't want to say nervous energy, but just, you know, just burn a little bit of that, that energy that, that, now all of a sudden, yeah, like, and that's a great point too, that you got something productive, you got something accomplished. Like I did my workout and now it's time to, to get on with, with business for the rest of the day. Now it's time to check my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you, but you, you actually have a goal, right? You, you're trying to run, what is it? It's, um, it's, it's not just running every 50 in all 50 days. You're trying to run a marathon. Run a marathon. Uh, yeah. So how's that going? It's, it's going all right. I mean, I just, I just started this, uh, this goal, um, I guess about two years ago and, 
I've got four states down and uh, actually this was the this year I ran only maybe one state I guess this year um, I ran Florida a couple more times but I live in Florida so it's it's I've, I've run Florida I think five four or five marathons in Florida and then three other states um, one marathon each in South Carolina and Missouri and uh, Virginia so it's you know I'm four down I've, I've got obviously 46 you, to you, go you're working, you're working your way up <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those things where right now the finances aren't enough that I can just willy-nilly travel to whatever state I want to to run a race. So it's like whenever I'm going somewhere for some reason, it's like, well, hopefully there's a freaking race close by because, I, you know, like two birds and one stone. So that that was how, at least that was how Missouri worked out. It was uh, uh, my wife's best friend was getting married and we were in uh, Kansas. Actually, we we're in Kansas City, but, you know, Kansas City, Missouri was was right, you know, 10 minutes away and uh, there was a race on, on that side of, of town. Um, or one of the suburbs of, of Kansas City, just in, in the Missouri side. So it was like, boom, marathon done. Like I'll, I'll run that one. And we'll fly home a few hours later than we were planning to. So, um, so yeah. Right now it's just kind of like as my schedule allows it, we'll do it. Um, but but I, I guess it kind of was was born of the fact that hey, like there's a lot of places in this country that would be cool to go visit, and you know maybe I would never make it a point to go to some places, or at least to, to yeah. go to as many places. But if I say I have to run a marathon there, then then I'll do it. So it was, it was a good motivator to, to, you know, see, I haven't really done it yet, but just to see the country as, as, as we go along. I have a feeling that, um, as the podcast picks up, you, you know, and I know you, you recently picked up a sponsor. So shout out to all ultra. Is it ultra? Yeah. I'm a ultra. ambassador for the ultra shoe company, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. And I think just going down that same path, I mean, if you, go the sponsorship route you could have folks or just make it publicly known that this is what you're doing you could have folks sponsor your your 50 state run that uh that thought has crossed my mind on a couple of occasions my friend so hopefully <laughs> you know I, like, I love it let's put it out in the universe again you know put yeah, another man. thing out there yeah, and, and out see there. what happens are you are you sort of um saving the the tough ones for last so it's like Alaska last on the list and Hawaii is going to be just hard geographically. <laughs> well, Hawaii is the Hawaii is 50. That's the only one that's been set in stone yet just okay. because like I want to run that 50th one and just, you know, make it a huge vacation slash whatever you party luau, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so, so the only thing that's been decided is that Hawaii will be the 50th one. And if I, okay. if I happen to wind up in Hawaii before then, like I'll just run a half or something like that. Cause then that won't count and it'll still, I'll still need to run my marathon there. Um, but everything else is, is as the opportunity presents itself, at least at this point, you know, as, as we go along, like you said, maybe some sponsors want me to go somewhere or maybe somebody wants me to, um, you know, some of these races, like they'll have people that come in and, and do like presentations or do, um, you know, speeches and stuff at the night before or at the race expo and things like that. And that's something that's definitely on my radar is something that I would like to do. And, and, you know, cause it's an excuse, like they pay for you to come to, to their area and run their race. And, um, you know, I mean, if that can kill the, the travel expenses and the lodging expenses and all the race expenses that go along with it, like, yeah, I'll, I'll come and, and talk for half an hour or 45 minutes and then run the race in the morning. Like that, that would be fantastic. So, um, I think you know. we, it sounds like something we just need to build a strategy around. Like let's look <laughs> for conferences where exactly. you can go and speak about podcasting. Yeah. We need, we need to talk to, to, to Dan and Jared and the podcast movement guys and be like, let's not do it in, in Austin, Texas or in Dallas in July. Yeah. Cause they don't have any marathons there cause it's too bloody hot, but let's do it in like oh, yeah, November yeah. when there's, you know, there could be a, there could be a marathon nearby at the same time. And, and I'll, I'll, so, do you, do so you have to run, so you have to run an official marathon. What if you just go out and you run 20, you're 26.2. I can't think of a good reason to go run 26.2 miles unless it's an official marathon <laughs> to be brutally honest. So you're not even, okay. So at least you're not like that diehard. Um, you know, what's fascinated me is those ultra ultra oh, marathoners like those mm. guys that run like a, a hundred miles or they run like back to back marathons for like a month or something like mm -hmm. that can you even begin to explain that mindset no not really <laughs> I, and i've i've had a i've had actually a lot of ultra marathoners on um my podcast which is which is weird because i wasn't i didn't set out to do that um and it, it seems like for whatever reason in the running world there's a lot more ultra marathon podcasts than there are just like regular runners or um you know pro runners of of 
um, shorter distances than, than the ultra distances. Um, so whenever I reach out to the ultra marathoners, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I can't, I can't wait. Let's do it. And, and they have great conversations with them. But every one of them, I'm like, so what possesses you to, like, I get to 26.2 miles and I'm like, I am not taking another step. Yeah. Like what, what possesses you when you're running a hundred mile race to be like, all right, 26 miles, like I'm a quarter of the way done. Like how, how does that even, like, I can't even, I can't even put my, wrap my head around it, but I do have to admit that the more I talk to them, um, the, the different people in the ultra marathon community, like there's, I think the running community itself has a bunch of awesome people, but I think the, the ultra marathon community is just like amazing people. So, um, I keep telling them that I still have no desire to run, run on their races, but I could see myself being talked into it if i keep talking to enough of them so i either have to to start being picky and not inviting as many ultra marathoners onto my show or i need to start thinking about maybe i'm going to run i don't know about a hundred miles but maybe a 50 miler at some point but not anytime soon but at least you know i haven't shut the door on that idea yet but i mean i just can't i can't imagine going out like you know running for four hours which is about what it takes me <laughs> to, to get through a marathon now is uh is enough like i can't imagine like being like all right Four hours, halfway done. Like, keep going. Like, oh, <laughs> or a quarter no of the thanks. way, quarter of the way done. Oh yeah, a hundred. Like, I won't do a hundred miles. Like, let's be honest. Like, that's just ridiculous. But <laughs> it's. But, I think yeah. it's something. It's it's somewhat akin to, uh, I guess, the folks who do extreme sports. It's it's some. There's some psychological aspect to it. Um, and maybe we'll invite uh, Nicole Welsh on one day, and she can explain the psychology behind <laughs> all this. Our, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, I think what it is, is, um, some sort of, it's like an adrenaline junkie type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in some of them, it seems like I talk to them and I'm like, you know, so what possesses you to want to go run for 50 miles? And they're like, well, you know, I'm kind of competitive. I'm, I'm competitive. Like, like they're winning these races and they're like, but I'm just not fast enough to win a marathon, but I'm stubborn enough to not quit when I really start to hurt. <laughs> so I've found that if I run farther, there's fewer people that are able to maintain that faster speed. And since I don't give up and I don't slow down and I just like run through the pain, then I, you know, I win. And I'm like, I guess I just don't have that mindset. Like, I guess I'm just not wired that way. I think uh, this, this literally just came to me right now. I think what you can do, Danny, is like, go back to all your shows listen to your interviews, but then listen to them from the perspective of like building a, a podcast business or building a, a, a uh, growing a podcast and building an online business. But then you use all the words that they tell you about like in it for the long haul and, you know, <laughs> not the short sprints. And then you, I'm telling you, man, you, you literally have like uh, the, 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 the Dow of running or I don't know the Dow of something I, shitty with the, 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 the running title. the running cliches are, are deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then literally like as you're telling me them i'm like that that's literally that's that applies to like the patience you need to like do what mm-hmm. we're doing with like building our po- building our audience building our podcast you know doing our uh, <laughs> trying to create a product and just making a go out of this as as being our livelihood oh yeah i mean you know all of the the kind of you know i'm definitely this year one of my goals is to, to do some public speaking and you know all of my kind of framework speeches that i have are all um you know i feel like i can pretty much speak to just about any audience because i can just use running cliches and like you know i'm a runner and you know how many times have you heard somebody say it's a marathon not a sprint and then whatever industry you're yeah. in like that, that applies <laughs> you know and we can just build a yeah. build a whole presentation off of it's a marathon not a sprint or you know in it for the long haul or just don't give up keep putting one foot in front of the- i mean the clichés are ridiculous it's it's unbelievable but i think the people who are like i think we, from this uh, we should say that the only people who are allowed to use those clichés from like this day forward are the people who've actually like fucking run a marathon or at least a 5k or something like that cuz <laughs> you see some people up there like using these running clichés and i'm like uh, i don't think you're a runner <laughs> yeah I, maybe that's the the running snob in me but when i hear somebody say like oh, Oh man, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm always like, did you have you ever run a marathon? And they're like, well, well, no. And I'm like, okay, you know, because I, I feel like as as men, we, you know, the one thing we can never say is it was as difficult or as painful as childbirth, because yep. we have no freaking idea. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of feel the same way about the marathon thing. Like, like my mom has said that a few times. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like a marathon building a building a business, or it's a marathon <laughs> doing this, or it's a marathon doing that. And I'm like, mom, you don't, you have no idea <laughs> what. I'm, like, I love you to death, but you have no idea what a marathon's like. So I definitely kind of. You know, if you, if you say it's like a marathon, but you have no idea what a marathon's like, then, then yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm starting to build my running um, 
capabilities back up because whenever we get to the running part in CrossFit, I'm just like, oh man, I mean, I ran, I ran cross country in high school, which is obviously a long time ago. But um, when you have that, when you had this certain people, like when you tell like them running, even if it's like, okay, go run a mile or two miles, it's just like, this sense of dread and foreboding that like, comes over them. Like, <laughs> no, I'll go lift some more weight. But like the running, like just anything, but please don't make me run. But uh, I remember I actually uh, applied for the New York City Marathon when I was living in Atlanta. I, don't ask me why. I, it's literally <laughs> on a whim. I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lottery. And then they, they picked me. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I'm in. And I was like, uh, okay. I just like started downloading all these like r- marathon training guides. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, here we go. And I remember like that first day I go out and I run like, uh, I don't know, like, literally like a mile or half a mile. <laughs> and I was just like panting and I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm not going to do it. This is horrible. And then fast forward, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm running seven, eight miles, you know, in, in, in one day. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, right? Because you think like you'll, you, you can't like possibly even run like half a mile without just passing out. And it's amazing just to, to see what the body's capable of with consistent effort over a sustained period of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, our bodies are incredible. You know, what, what the human body is capable of doing, if you, if you treat it well, you know, you, you, you put good things into it and you, and you work it in a um, intelligent manner. Don't try to do too much too soon, but, but let it build and adapt over time. I mean, we're, you know, just, you know, whether it's running a hundred miles, whether it's, you know, strongman stuff, lifting, lifting massive amounts of weights and, and doing just amazing physical feats or flexibility things, contortionists. I mean, just, you know, the, the things that the human body can do and still just function normally afterwards is, is incredible. Um, as long as you're willing to, to put in the effort, which is where, you know, it, just like with anything else, I mean, all those marathon and not a sprint metaphors, I mean, it's all yeah. the same. Like if you put in that effort and you train and, and you're, you're in it for the long haul, um, you know, our bodies can do great things or our minds can do great things. Like we, we are capable of doing, building great things. Like it's just a matter of, of sticking to it. And that's, that's where we fall short so often is that sticking to it part. Yeah. And obviously on that note, I did not stick to it. <laughs> no, what happened is I started traveling for work and I, I, for some reason had, I had a 10 day retreat, like in the middle of the Colorado mountains, silent retreat. So it was That's just the best crazy. place to go run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually did that with, I went to visit a friend in Denver and she's like, Oh, let's go running. And then I, I literally ran from here. I don't know, couple hundred feet and i was like wait a minute (laughs) there's no oxygen up here what's going on this this altitude thing is is real like you it's that's why i'm amazed when i see when i'm in denver or something like that and i see those bicyclists going up the mountain i'm like wow those Mm -hmm. those lungs are literally prepared for like anything at that point oh yeah like just how efficient they are at, at harvesting the oxygen out of the air it's it's amazing so you were talking about um I think something like your 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 mother or your grandmother was talking about it being a marathon and, and it jogged a, a thought. Do you give um, a thought yourself to the mix of the folks that you invite from a like a split like male female perspective to be on the show? Yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm very equal opportunity at this point as far as you know. Like I like a lot of times what I'll do is I'll start thumbing through like old issues of, of runner's world or running times or just old running magazines and be like, Oh, this person like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll reach out to this person. Like, or, you know, if it's, it's just, sometimes it's the, the, you know, the real popular people like the Mebs and the Shalane Flanagan's and, you know, some of the people that, that are on TV all the time and, and whatnot. Um, but then a lot of times it's a lot of people kind of up and comers and it's like, Oh yeah, this would be a cool person to have. Like, you know, like they're probably not, at that level yet where they have, you know, enough people that are, you know, they probably handle their own Twitter account, which is kind of the, the big criteria. If they handle their own Twitter account, like you can probably get in touch with them through Twitter. At least that's what I've found so far. So, um, you know, those people are the that's ones funny. that I aim for, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, yeah, male, female, whatever, like old, older, younger, newer. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It's like I said, all I'm, all I'm after is, is you self-identify as a runner. Um, I don't care how, how fast you are, how far you yeah. run. Um, you know, we'll start talking about running and we'll let the conversation go. And sometimes we stay on running the whole time. And sometimes we, uh, ditch the running bug real quick. And we, you know, just, just the first few minutes are running. And then all of a sudden we're off on a tangent and, and we may never get back to running. And that's, that's okay too. It's, you know, it's the natural, natural way the conversation station went in that situation. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and something I've uh, tried to 
make a point of as well because you know I talk to podcasters, so naturally you think, oh, we're just all going. All we're going to do is geek out on microphones and podcasting mm-hmm. and uh, Skype problems and uh, hashtag podcaster, first world podcaster problems. <laughs> but uh, I like it when we go off some crazy tangent. I was talking to Steve Stewart of Money Plan SOS and we, I, you know, he, he uh, let me know that he was, used to be a DJ and he started rattling off like this, these vinyl records um, that I was incredibly surprised that he actually knew about. And uh, we just started talking about that. And I think towards the end, we finally got back into podcasting, which was funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, you just let the conversation go. It's amazing, um, you know, w- what rabbit holes you can you can fall down. And, and uh, you know, that's, I think that, that, I think at least most audiences, like, don't don't mind the fact that, that you went somewhere natural. Like, you didn't force it to, to stay in one place. You didn't force it to go somewhere. You just kind of let it go. Yeah. So, um, we'll try to bring this puppy home in some <laughs> cohesive fetch. <laughs> what it, wh- when you think about your, your, your close to 50 episodes now, right? I, I am just past 50. I, uh, okay. um, I think I'm at 56, 57, something like that right now. Um, but just, just I, since this year started, I've, I've, um, gone to three episodes a week. So that, that changes, it changes things. It speeds things up a little bit when you, when you add a couple extra episodes. Mm. Yeah, like uh, a, from a whole different bunch of perspectives, because I'm just thinking about like, um, you know, I, I I do mine sort of weekly and there's, <laughs> you know, with the inherent challenges mm-hmm. therein. But uh, it's what made you think uh, or what made you decide to, to actually, uh, the three is more frequent than what you were doing before, right? Yeah, it, it was originally started off as, as bi-weekly. Um, okay. And and I guess what I what I've done this year one of one of my goals whether you want to call it a news resolution or just want to call it a goal or whatever I, I call it a resolution but because um, I started on, on the first of the year but I mean I, I'm I don't get caught up in whether it's a resolution or a goal is to um, post something new piece of content on my website every day for the year nice. um, which is a big undertaking but you know you, you batch it out and it's like it's like one real blog post and it's a couple of show notes from from podcast episodes and it's a youtube video and you know you kind of break it up and it's not as big of a of a challenge as it first sounds like um but one of the things i I decided to do is every friday do a real real short post like 200 words or something like that just i call it a quick tip and just a various Mm -hmm. running tip and so what i decided to do is on fridays um instead of you know i have my regular shows my interview shows on monday and, and thursday on Fridays, I do a, a quick tip podcast episode that's like eight minutes. So like I kind of take what I have in those 200 words and just elaborate on it just a little bit more. Um, so it, it just adds an extra extra thing because one of the one of the pieces of feedback I got was that, you know, it's it's cool hearing these stories from these different runners that you're talking to. Yeah. But it'd be nice to get some tips like, you know, how did you how do you how do you train? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you stay injury free? Mm. Like some 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 real tips from from these folks. And um, you know, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really want to force the conversation. I want to let things go naturally. And I was like, well, how can I incorporate some tips more into the episodes and kind of just decided that I'll add an, add an episode. So, um, it's, it's, you know, three shows a week, but it's really, it's really still just two. It's just a matter of me creating a, a 10 minute audio file to go with, um, the blog post on, on Fridays, the short blog post on Fridays. Um, but, but it does add up to a, a third, a third extra show or an extra show, which makes a, a third show for the week. And uh, how's it been? How's it been going so far? I mean, I know we're only you know three weeks into January, but do you feel like the the pressure to to produce that content yet, or do you feel like you plan it out enough so it's it's not too stressful? Um, I I think I'm kind of right in the middle of that spectrum. Um, I, the, my biggest problem so far has been making sure that I have enough podcast episodes to to make sure I always have you know th- those two episodes a week. Um, and, and planning ahead. And it's like every time I think that I've got, uh, I'm ahead of the game and I'm like, all right, I've got a couple, I've already got next week's shows, you know, ready to go. And then it's like somebody cancels that interview and somebody else, you know, forgets. And all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, like now I'm, I'm scrambling yeah. again for next week as opposed to having next week already taken care of and worrying about the week after. Um, you know, as far as the, the other posts that I can really control everything about, it hasn't been that bad yet. But like you said, we're, we're three weeks deep. So there's still a lot of time for that to, to kind of build on me. Um, you know, the biggest trick is just making sure that you've got as much stuff planned ahead of time. Even if you don't have everything created weeks ahead of time, 
at least having a schedule for, all right, um, you know, on, on, you know, I've, I've kind of got my, my week schedule as far as Sunday is always this type of post, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, but really having like a subject for that, type, you know, like Sundays I do a list post. So it's, you know, top 10 reasons or top 12 reasons or whatever. Um, but make sure I know what I'm talking about this Sunday and what I'm talking about next Sunday and, and trying to keep those at least a month in advance, even if I'm not writing the posts a month in advance, at least having an idea going into it. Um, but like I said, so far, everything except for the podcasts have been pretty easy because I can control it and I can create that stuff any old time as opposed to worrying about lining up with other people to, to schedule a, a, a interview and, and record a podcast and, and then, you know, getting that all together in time to, you know, go out like, like literally I recorded, um, tomorrow's episode this afternoon. So tomorrow morning, like I'll hmm. be putting it together and, and releasing it tomorrow to make sure I, I stay on, on track for tomorrow. But then I'm already good for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Cause I can take care of that ahead of time. So sweet. So you're doing weekends as well. Yeah. Yeah. Three, the, the goal is 365. Although I even, I even put into one of my early blog posts in the year when I was talking about, you know, we set these big resolutions, we set these big goals, whether it's running, whether it's business, whether it's whatever, um, we set these big goals for ourselves. And then we, we try to hold ourselves to like, if we're not perfect, we're a failure. And like, honestly, like if I end up with 355 blog posts this year, like that's still a pretty damn good year. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so like, I'm not, like I want, to, you know, ideally I'd love to be 365 um, posts for the year, but um, I'm not perfectionist enough to be like, man, if I miss a day, you know, if I miss January 27th, like I'm just done. Screw it. I'm not, I'm not worrying <laughs> about it anymore. Like, you know, I missed the 27th. All right, big deal. Like move on next day, 28th. What's, what is, what's the post for the 28th and, and keep it yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um, like the people who uh, like do the diet or, or try a new diet and then they like have one bad day and then they just completely ditch the whole plan. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you, if you are going to measure yourself against, I'm going to be perfect on whatever my goal is, like you're, you're never going to be successful. But if it's like, you know, I'm going to do the best I can and 99 times out of a hundred or nine times out of 10 or whatever, however you want to break it down, like I'm going to be successful. Like that's still pretty darn good. And it's probably better than where you were when you started. So that's, that's my take on, on, you know, a blog post every day or some type of post every day is that, um, you know, I'll aim for perfection, but I'll, if, if I'm just pretty darn good, then that's, that's pretty darn good. You know, I can handle that. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes uh, to December 2015, I think you'll look back and be pretty proud of uh, what you've accomplished so far. And in, in that vein, like as, you, as you're looking back with, you know, 50 plus episodes, what would you say is the, if you had to pick uh, one thing or maybe two that you're most proud of when you look back over the past year? Man, um, I think it's, it's a matter of, for me, it's, it's doing it. You know, I, I think that, um, maybe I'm on the, on the, the one end of the scale where, um, you know, the, the, or the kind of two ends of the scale when it comes to starting something and doing it is like, I have this great idea, but I wait till everything's perfect to get started. And I'm on the opposite end of the scale where it's like, I've got an idea and I like dive in right away before <laughs> I'm freaking ready. Like before yeah. I have any infrastructure in place, like I'm already doing it. And, uh, um, you know, I think I, I, kind of did that with this podcast. It was like, I remember setting a goal of like, all right, I'm going to start, I'm going to launch this podcast on on uh, July 1st. And I, I mean, I, I set that up in like May, I'm going to do this in July 1st. And it's like, all right, I'm going to have, you know, I want to have 15 episodes in the can and I want to have, you know, reached out to this many people and blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, middle of July or middle of June, like I recorded my first episode. So, um, needless to say, I didn't have 15 in the can. I think I had like, <laughs> three in the can. Yeah. So like, you know, then you launch with three and all of a sudden you got zero in the can. So, um, you know, I, 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 I do that all the time where it's like, I'm, I'm going to go and, and I don't set everything up. So, um, but I think that's, that's okay too. You know, I, I it's not, maybe not ideal. Um, but you know, we don't live in a perfect world, so it's, it's okay to, to get started, maybe get a little bit ahead of yourself, but to, you know, how many people don't take action and, and look back and wish that they had, you know, I'd rather, I guess, maybe kind of take the action and start the podcast or, or, you know, dive into doing, um, 365 posts in, in the year, um, and maybe not be as, as far ahead as I would really have wanted to be. But, uh, you know, once you, once you're, once you're in the pool, you figure out how to swim. So, you know, I'm, I'm put it out there. I'm going to do 365. And so far I'm, you know, as we recording this, I'm 21 for 21. So we'll, you know, just try to keep it going as long as we can. Knock on wood. And, and, uh, you've provided a, a couple of tweetables already. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for that, man. And, and hey, absolutely. I, I, I aim to please. <laughs> it's always nice to end, uh, uh, wrap up an interview on a very inspirational note. And, uh, I think, you know, just from what I've seen, I mean, I wasn't there in the beginning, but, uh, I think, probably halfway through your journey, I'm, I'm really 
impressed at, at uh, your evolution so far. And, and I think we just literally from, I think you already have that mindset and being a, uh, a dedicated runner for you know, as many years as you have been. I think if you apply that, those principles to, um, you know, what you have in front of you in terms of building your business and, and building the, the podcast, I've literally seen nothing but good things ahead for you. Yeah, I mean that's that's you know that's the plan. Just keep putting that one foot in front of the other until uh, you know until you can't do that anymore. Until you get to the finish line, I guess. So to keep it with the running cliches that we talked about <laughs> earlier, <laughs> you just I, I just knew you couldn't resist a couple more running <laughs> I mean, cliches. You, you, you put it on a tee. I had I had to do it. I, I had no choice. So um, so where's the best place for people to track you down? I'm not, we're just going to keep the running cliches until we just drive this into the ground. Yeah, so. to, to track me down. Um, you, you can definitely chase me down and you can, you can find me at, uh, at disruns.com is, is the, 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 the main hub online. As it's, you know, the, the podcast is there. The blog is there. Um, everything I'm doing is there. And uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned before that I, loved, I love Twitter. And uh, Twitter's the same. It's at Dizruns, D-I-Z-R-U-N-S. So uh, those, are, those are the two best places. I'm, I'm Dizruns pretty much everywhere on social media, but Twitter is, is my favorite place to hang out. So if you're looking for me, that's, that's the best place to come find me. If he's not there, then he's out on his like 7 a.m. Yeah, then, then I'm just actually out running. Exactly. <laughs> out running. <laughs> All right, Danny, man. Thanks so much. Um, hopefully uh, people got a little, a little bit, uh, the audience got a little bit uh, more insight into the, the mind of uh, Denny Cray and uh, had fun with this conversation. That's the plan. Thanks for having me, Harry. It's been a, it's been a pleasure.